welcome to another edition of Indie Wrestling Guide, your guide to the best and worst in independent wrestling. I am Jay Hawk. It is a brand new season. I am joined, as always, by Jay Gold. Happy New Year and fuck Mike from Virtual Pros. I am. I'm joined by Marky. Hi, I don't know if I have anyone to say I want to fuck in a positive or negative way. I'm going to keep, keep, that, <laughs> keep that hidden. Kevin Koo on the show we're reviewing tonight. You've got that covered. He's... He's, I think he's married now. I can't, it's out of respect. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> that, I mean, you don't want to. You have to have enough respect not to try. Well, yeah, I respect boundaries. This is very important. <laughs> and back on the air on a somewhat permanent basis, it come off and himself, Charlie Butter. Yeah, you guys need the ratings boost, and I'm here to give that to you with all the controversy I bring. That's right. HR let you out of the, uh, the HR office and, and said, you no longer are suspended. You're back on the air. Yeah, it's nobody, actually, nobody came and gave me a talking to at the show, so you know, must, uh, must be fine. Maybe they're intimidated by you. In I fairness, mean, I am taller than ninety percent of the roster, so. Oh shit! Still gonna go with that. <laughs> In fairness, I don't think John Thorne looking to our show and Dom again, Macachukit, so you don't have to worry too much about it. Correct. All right. How was everybody holiday? I, I would say New Year's was good. Uh, I had today, I was off from work, so celebrating the New Year's holiday. And I had a special treat from our pals over at At Odds. Uh, Adam Van came to my house today. He was doing some business in the area with his family, and he decided to stop by. And him and I went on a mini toy hunt out to uh, Lake Grove, Long Island to, to Time Warp Toys. Um, and we did, some, we did some toy hunting. I think he went home with uh, Stacy Keebler, uh, one of her first edition uh, special edition boxes, which is very cool. And uh, then I think he took a ride over to Wrestling Universe afterwards, but I don't know if he came up with anything. But um, very fun, really good vacation, very quiet. Got to go to that WWE uh, house show over at Madison Square Garden. It was a, it was definitely a, an enjoyable time off. Yeah, I just slept and prepared for, uh, for today. So, How much preparation did you need? Uh, a lot. <laughs> Yeah, the show we're going to review today a little long, and I made the mistake of watching it live. So yeah, it was like six hours or some shit. <sighs> legitimately four and a half, and that in Kane, and we'll get into it. Uh, before we get into that, though, just real quickly here, talk about what's coming on the various streaming services this week. Uh, I'm not going to call it a light weekend, but not a not a, a extraordinarily heavy weekend. IWTV got West Coast Pro on Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific. A show called Can You Work Friday? I do want to see that. That has a very good card, by the way. It, it's, it's, it's pretty entertaining looking. Yeah. Tyler Calagander defending the West Coast Pro Championship against Alex Price. Nick Wayne against mm-hmm. Alex Shelley. Kevin Blackwood and Starboy Charlie, among others. Ah, come yeah. on. Say, say the money match that's on there. It features Black Taurus. Come on. Black Torque and Brian Keith. That'll be fun. There you go. You get the money match. I thought you wanted me to push Ricky Shane Page against Vinny Macaro. And I. Ha 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 Apparently. Which one? Macaro or Ricky Shane Page? I thought, I thought Ricky finally quit. He, he got on the card on Friday. Imagine flying him out to the West Coast for a show. Who do you think he draws? <laughs> who's he? Who's he drawing? <laughs> I'm Man, willing- I would fly to the West Coast to see RSP. <laughs> I wouldn't. That's another man. I wouldn't fly to the. I wouldn't fly to Los Angeles anyway. Let's be honest. But I can't. But I can't even imagine what the thought process was putting that those two together. But you 
<laughs> it is what it is. The state of uh, indie wrestling right now. I cut Los Angeles. That show actually in San Francisco. You get my point, though. You're only 500 miles south of the actual location. It's okay. San uh, Francisco, I might, I might fly to. Traffic got to be better than L.A., but that's my thing. I don't want to drive in L.A. traffic. No, you're a Hall of Famer. They drive you around. You take a limo or you go places. <laughs> yeah, you're entirely underestimating how much being a Hall of Famer pays. But <laughs> you can take the tro- you can take the trolley at San Francisco then. Yeah, over yeah, because he the- doesn't know how to use an Uber. So <laughs> I, I do know how to use an Uber. How I got around in Vegas last time I went over on the Fight Plus kind of thing. GKW got a show on Saturday from Chicago, featuring among other matches. Joey Janela against Tony Depp and Hamakai against John Wayne Murdoch. Liam Slater against Christian Blake. And much more on that card. Ohio Valley Wrestling got their Nightmare Rumble 2023 show that's coming Saturday. Oh, quite a quite a bit on the various streaming curriculum. Go ahead and check those out. Uh, check YouTube out as well and Twitch. Some of your company will stream there. I don't have their listings this weekend in front of me, but they're calling something that popped up. Now, now, the real question, by the way, did everybody, because I know all three of you were there, did everybody have fun at the AIW show on Friday night? I know the move venues looked like a really nice crowd. Did everybody enjoy it? Yeah, it was a good time. I had, oh, yeah, I had a real good time. It was a good time. Looked like everybody was in a really good mood, mm-hmm. so that was nice. I think uh, I think they were very happy that they pulled, I think, about 400, Thorne said, for you know a, a, a seven-day mm-hmm. notice or whatever he had. So mm-hmm. that looked cool. I was very jealous that you guys were all together that night. Yeah, it was a very fun time. All Yeah. Both the matches were really good and got the got the hang out with some folk. I don't get the key at all tongue. So. Yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, Jared uh, had some drinks in them and was yelling stuff, and it was a good time. Yeah, I mean, I I, I thought uh, I thought a lot of the matches on that card were were outstanding. There were a few here and there that uh, that I had some questions on, but that'll be if we do a review, you know, and when we talk to some of these young guys down the line. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great card. I really really like that that Hardway Holloway kid. I really, I can't help it. He just, I, I feel like he's going to be an absolute stud. For sure, for sure. Yeah. And we'll and get to fun. talk to him hopefully soon uh, this month. So that'll be That's going to be great. Yeah, little baby Mike Awesome. It's going to be great. <laughs> and then fun, he act, kind my EQW hat. And I don't mean, do you want me to kind my hat? I mean, can I kind your hat? Yeah, I'm not going to turn that down. Go for it. Hell yeah. And then he, he chopped my chest because, uh, you know, I'm a big boy, so. He's very excited to see me. It's all busted open. I felt bad. He was bleeding. I thought his eyeball fell out of his head. He was bleeding all over the place. For real, he he took a hell of a bump. To, that was to, right. That was right by me. He yeah. almost he almost bled on a child. <laughs> yeah, he, he was a mess. He looked up. I, I was watching from home. Like my God, I'm like somebody get that man a water or a towel. Let him clean off his face a little bit. All right. Well, if I'm not mistaken, better if we got some voicemail, do we not? Oh, we got some voicemails. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks to everybody who called. You guys got it in under the wire. God bless you for calling into our little show. And and whatever happens from here on out happens is my understanding. <laughs> uh, first up, as always, the other JB. Hey, y'all. It's the other JB here. I uh, hope you got, y'all are having a nice uh, New Year's. It was really great uh, seeing all y'all at um, AIW this weekend. Um, so, yeah, 2023 um, predictions and um, general outlook. Uh, I'll put in the uh, cynical parts first so I can end out on a pretty good pretty good note and positive note. Uh, I think that we're going to get another um, roughly five matches in what's um, turning out to 
the the unintentional um, um, best of uh, 35 series with uh, Nick Wade and Jordan Oliver and GCW. Does um, I guess that's uh, um, you know 15 minutes of a show that they can uh, always bank on. But um, I think that on the positive side that we're I've just got the feeling that um, I think indie wrestling is going to grow a bit, um, and I think that's really going to be routed in um, marketing out to um, non-indie um, wrestling or even wrestling uh, fans. Um, I, I I just think that having a bunch of, like, whether it be themed events or getting um, involved in different uh, local organizations, um, that's really going to bring more positive attention to um, indie wrestling I don't think, um, or at least I haven't noticed in my uh, relatively short tenure with indie wrestling that I've seen as uh, strongly. I feel like we're on the precipice of it already. I uh, can't wait to uh, see you all again. All right. Yeah. Thank you for the call. I I I, I don't know if I agree a hundred percent that we're on the precipice of it. I don't I don't know I don't I don't know how we're gonna how indie wrestling is gonna get. This year, that's my one concern is how they're going to grow with people with limited incomes and things like that. I'm, I'm wondering how indie wrestling is going to grow in this spot right now. I think you need another, you need a boom of, of cash again. You need more of like that influx. You need the prices of airlines to go down. There's a lot of things that are playing against indie wrestling, which is making it very regionalized. So I'm wondering what the future is going to hold, but it's an interesting point. The issue here, the thing about, Indie wrestling growing or indie wrestling contracting, it seems to go hand in hand with how all the major companies end up doing. When mm-hmm. you had that, when you had that big boom during the Monday Night War era, that's where you call more and more independent promotions showing up and more and more independent promotions thriving. And even when WWE kind of went away, WWE was still hot enough that you had your Ring of Honor and your APW and things like that starting to flourish. And when the business itself goes down, that's when you see a lot of contraction. I mean, I, I think the key to that is going to be if WWE and AEW continue to grow and they're getting better than they were a month ago, although not as good as they were say, a year and a half ago, and they lead an AEW cake. I mean, that's where the growth is going to wind up happening. I think if, if AEW runs other states besides the same six states and cities they run in the East Coast, they're, they'll be able to grow. But if they're not going to, if they're going to insist on, I know they said they wanted to get out more to the West Coast. But they, if they keep insisting on running shows in the same spot, you're gonna, you're gonna, it's not, you're not gonna grow the fan base. So uh, that kind of thing, I think, is you're gonna have to leave in their hands to, to kind of do better. So, oh, and Dynamite can scandal this week. Rampage can Oregon. They've already said the next pay per view can San Francisco, and they're making the Genroad. So yeah, let's, let's see how the, let's see how the venues sell. I'm very curious. But we're taping this during Raw. Raw drew eight thousand something, which is a yeah. good crowd for Raw. Oh, yeah. Okay, up next, Sam from Burlington. Hey, guys, it's me, Sam from Burlington. Oh, I thought it was a live call-in. Oh, well. Hey, I've been a fan of this show for a long time. I was searching other (laughs) podcast themes. That's how I found this. I was. And twice, this show matched. The first time, I put in Ray Carruth. (laughs) Hey, Jayhawk, how you doing? I'm good. Jayhawk. I like you, but frankly, you curse a lot. I do. I set up a swear jar in my house, and when I'm listening, <laughs> I put a dollar in every time you curse. Soon you'll be able to buy Jay Gold some talent. <laughs> As I said, I'm a fan of the show. Oh, wait. Put your penis away, Jay Gold. I said fan. 
<laughs> Not only fans. <laughs> hey, you guys know what Dom Guarini did for New Year's Eve? I like Dom. Hey, don't he wears glasses? Hey, Charlie. Did you know it's coming up to the anniversary of Shawn Michaels turning on Marty Jannetty on Barbershop? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Right. We never seem to be in the right place when Jay Gold is getting his kitten play face trimmed up. <laughs> hey, you think Dom Green is listening? No, I don't think Dom's hey guys, listening. <laughs> did you guys do some kind of Christmas swap or white elephant for the holidays? Happy New Year, by the way. But did you do one of those things where you all get together and give each other gifts? I sure hope somebody gets the Jay Gold some material. <laughs> well, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Like Sam from Burlington. <laughs> great call, man. That was fantastic. Oh, um, Marcy is the only person that didn't get dunked on. <laughs> Well, he didn't really get dunked on. He turned he turned talking about you into a Jay Gold knock. That's true, that's I true. don't even know what just happened. All right. <laughs> it's because everyone likes oh, me. Oh, shit. Thank you, Sam from Burlington. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm still watering. That's fantastic. I'm not sure what that had to do with predictions for the year. But all right. <laughs> Not me either. <laughs> I, I will say that if you put a dollar in your square jar every time I say the F word, you can buy your kid Christmas present for six year by November. No. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Up next, uh, Adam Van called in. Hey, Ed, Pat, Jonah. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, who the fuck am I calling? Indie, <laughs> indie t- the TV Guide thing? Uh, all right. Uh, it's the $100 Vansky, one half of the former AIW Tag Team Champions and the star of At Oz with Wrestling, the man Adam Van. Hey, guys, uh, it's a good thing I guess I'm calling you because I just saw Jay Gold like an hour or so ago. And, uh, man, the stuff he had to say about his co-hosts in this car. Uh, I mean, shockingly vile shit. Like, I was not expecting that, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't think Marcy deserved that, but uh, in all seriousness, though, I just have to put over Jay Gold. That guy, his hospitality and generosity knows no bound. Uh, good guy, good guy. But uh, I don't know. Is this like one of those things where you call and ask questions? Um, uh, top 10 Adam Van memories. Go. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess that's it for me. Bye. <laughs> You're not just I'm not doing a top ten anything, Adam. But uh, I, I, I do enjoy when you get out to Cleveland for AIW and we get to hang out a little bit and have a couple beer. It's always fun hanging out with Adam Van. So glad you got to hang out with Jay Gold a little bit, have some fun. He is a great dude. That is fucking hilarious. I don't know what this is tonight. Why? Why everyone is coming after me? But okay. <laughs> Next, I guess. Adam, if he can get anything about Marcy, it's going to get him canceled. Send that to me in private, and we'll take care of it. I love Marcy. That's not, I didn't say anything. I don't know what the fuck. Are you calling Adam Van a liar? I, I'm, I'm calling him something. That is outrageous. 
Uh, this next call is from an unidentified caller. They didn't leave their name, so uh, but they said their friend told them to to call this number. So I don't know who this is. Hi, how you doing? My friend told me that you had this number here so I could discuss my grievances and requests for future wrestling shows, and you guys seem important enough to make my requests happen. I think there should be more lasagna vended at these wrestling <laughs> shows. I also think that there should be a bucket of chicken night where everyone in the audience gets a bucket of chicken, and when we decide to boo a wrestler, we get to throw chicken bones at the wrestler. And not only that, I think that the wrestler should be allowed to grab someone from the audience and use them as a weapon. I would happily tape together a bunch of glass tubes and pizza cutters to myself if it meant that Nick Gage would come into the audience and hurl me at someone. So please, if you guys can make this happen, please. Also, Marcy, I love you. I will say here that I do agree with the food option correctly show. We need more lagania. We need fried chicken. I am all I'm all about sure, I'm all about more sure. food option correctly show. <laughs> I, I, I don't so- know who that could be. I'm so I'm sorry. I just <laughs> <laughs> I guess I have an admirer. <laughs> I'm not throwing chicken at anybody. <laughs> that is just not going to happen in 2023. You don't, chi- you don't want to throw chicken bones at Josh Bishop? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing throwing any chicken at anybody. <laughs> that is not happening. <laughs> I have to say, these have been dynamite so far. Yeah, the real live crowd for a, for a, the first one of the year. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> while, we're, while we're hurling chicken at everybody, if I, if uh, we should get we should get some cheeseburger kind of well for Chuck Stone matchup and just start eating cheeseburger with Chuck Stone during his matchup rather than rather than having him <laughs> talk them to it, which is doing our call. <laughs> All right, now we got two from Zach, so let's get into the first one here. Hey, the indie wrestling guy, Zach here. Just wanted to call in with a quick little question here. Um, you know, we kind of finished up New Year's. I ate kind of badly, got that McDonald's the other day. Anyway, got me thinking. Uh, what wrestler do you think would make, like, a great Happy Meal meal? Maybe, you know, toy, box, meal. What's that meal? I don't know. Paint a picture. All right, y'all. Have a have a good uh, evening, and I look forward to listening. Bye. All right. The obvious answer is the Danhausen uh, yeah. Happy Meal. Oh, you beat me, too. I was going to say the Derek Dillinger, because there's something we could do there, too. We could do like the the Derek Dillinger meal would be like a what like a Big Mac with some like nuggets on it or something. I uh, I think uh, I think uh, uh, we need to do it like a production meal pack. So you have like Dan Housen, you have Ziggy and Derek, you have uh, uh, the Eddie only that one comes with a carton of cigarettes and uh, and I'm sure we could <laughs> yeah. That's what every McDonald's meal needs. A pack of cigarettes. <laughs> I was gonna say you could do the Magnum CK. It's like all all theater and and uh, opera looking. You get like one of those like fan of the opera masks like type of gimmicks afterwards. All sorts of shit like that. That that's a good one though. All right, yeah. and here's his uh, second call. Hey, the indie wrestling guy Zach here. Just wanted to call, and leave you my prediction for 2023. I think we're actually going to see more wrestling organizations in the in the coming year. I think travels might be a little bit harder again. And I think you're going to see more smaller wrestling organizations pop up. Take care. Bye. So kind of similar to what other JB was thinking earlier with uh, indie wrestling probably getting bigger this year. Uh, I do. I don't necessarily think you're going to see more smaller promotions coming up, but I think you're going to see a lot more companies relying more and more on their local talent rather than on the fly-ins. 
That's the one good thing about AIW having school and play. They can afford to do that once in a while. Not Charlie Butters. He doesn't like that. (laughs) I know. I know of one promotion that's going to start up soon. That's going to be local. So that's a smaller promotion. What do we got? PVD Pro finally starting up. They're not. All I was right. gonna say. I was gonna say. By the way, we just have to say, Zach. Uh, there, I, I got a bunch of tiny Derricks when I got my package from Zach, and now the man Adam Van, he's got one too. So tiny Derek is making his way to uh, the Lehigh Valley area. <laughs> <laughs> there be everywhere. Yeah, Zach is the owner of Rubber City Toys, and uh, you can follow him on Instagram. And uh, he posts all kinds of interesting stuff on there. He does different molds and stuff like that. So if you're into that, check him out. Yeah, uh, a little plug for him. Uh, up next, we have uh, Justin Summers. Hello, Joe. Hello, Adam. This wait a minute. This isn't at odds. Okay, fine. Uh, hello, Ed. Hello, Pat. Hello, Jonah. Hello, Sir. What? This isn't Pod Van Dam. Oh yeah, they're they're gone. Um, hello, Jeff. Hello, Scott. This isn't fully posable. What what show would I be calling? IW Guide. No, it's IWTV guy. Oh, oh, I haven't been updating the plugs at the end of my show, and I should really do that? Okay, consider it done. Anyway, what's up? Uh, I was uh, sent a text by uh, someone who will not be named, and they told me to call into the show and get my predictions. Well, unfortunately, I don't have any real wrestling predictions. Um, I'm not going to give you any AIW predictions because, hello, that's what Wrestling Cheers is for. But instead... I'll do something a little different. I will give you predictions for all four of you. First off, Butters, you will leave the show, this show, twice by the end of the year. You will, you know, you go back to the background and come back and then, you know, you're going to do that like two more times. Uh, Jayhawk, you will get a booking to rest that is not Rubber City Wrestling. Marcy, you will open in OnlyFans and become the top 1% in your first month. And last but not least, very optimistic. we have Jay Gold. Jay Gold, <laughs> you will go all of 2023, like the whole year, January to December, and you will not get a laptop or computer to do the show on. So uh, talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> He's right about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those all seem very plausible. I I definitely uh, see myself leaving at least twice, you know, this year. At so at least, at least. I hope it's I hope it's storming off. That's what I really hope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know after this after this first review back. This was rough. Like this is reminding me why I left in the first place. <laughs> oh shit! There'll be plenty of there'll be plenty of matches. We're gonna say uh, whoops. Well, we're gonna go right over that one. So. Oh, well, listen, to all the callers, that was... Uh, we, that got, was... we got one more. It's a late, oh, it's a late call. All right. Uh, and, of course, you know, if it's a late call, you know exactly who it came from. <laughs> hey, hey, it's... Sorry, smoking drugs. Hey, it's Ed from Pod Van Dam, kind of old. I used to be. That just comes off naturally. Wow. I didn't even plan for this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a podcast anymore, but I do have a hoodie with a pouch on the front of it to uh, carry around my cat. Um, <laughs> do you guys have any plans going in 2023? Because that's my only plan. I plan on carrying my cat around more in this hoodie. Fucking tote. Uh, I might get Doyle a drug rug, too, because I think that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
<laughs> oh shit! Just a a, a a a Twitter account of Ed carrying his cat around in a uh, in a fucking pouch would rule. Like like like, he's like a kangaroo. Yeah, like an inst- like an Instagram account. I, I I'm here for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. It'll be like Teddy Hart, Teddy Hart without the abuse and but but I want him like in shit. I want him in an IW guide sweatshirt if he's going to do that. So I might mail him one. <laughs> so he's constantly advertising for us as he goes around. Oh, th- thank th- thank you to all the callers here. That was a lot of fun. We're definitely going to keep doing that. Oh. It's amazing. Everybody's super talented. Maybe laugh my ass off. I'm sweating. I was laughing so hard. Oh, all right. Let's get to the right. shit. Why don't I get that? Why do I get that checked out? <laughs> She's got them call sweats. Them calls. <laughs> so, so the meat sweats. Got them call sweats. I'll put you to sleep. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Book review is going to take a very long time. So let's go ahead and get into that. I hope not. <laughs> you watch the show. Buckle up. Yeah. And I wrote like less than a sentence for each of these. <laughs> and it was usually what the finish was. Yeah. It's fine. Let's go ahead and get into our weekly review. The weekly review. This week we are reviewing Beyond Wrestling Heavy Light the Crown, which took place on New Year's Eve from the White Eagle in Worcester, Massachusetts, Paul Crockett and Alyssa Marino on commentary. This show went on live at eight o'clock Eastern Time and it went on forever. <laughs> now, heavy was the dump I wanted to take at the end of this. Well, well, well uh, in, in all fairness, I, I have to give this was the last restable show. The restable show for the four for the three nights, three days, whatever it was the nine shows. Honestly, very well done. The timing was very good. I give them full marks. A lot of the shows, this show, it's long. I know it, it was a little bit of a drag, but I, I honestly, the crowd was in every show. It felt really different. Every company that did a show felt different. Um, so I give them full kudos because last year, everything got completely went to shit due to COVID. And this year, they were able to get packed the place and run all their shows and have all their talent that they said was going to be on. I think there was a few guys here and there that didn't make it. But otherwise, you know, good good for them. It I, I, Honestly, it was a very fun way to spend four, three days watching TV, you know, before New Year's. So. When you're a degenerate like Josh and have nothing to do but fucking <laughs> soak your sack by sitting there and watching wrestling all day long, just Listen, fucking just it was very very relaxing. <laughs> there were there were several people from what I was told that actually went to all nine shows. Yeah, our buddy Banglemonger, he Andrew, he went to him and Lewis from PW Ponderings. They were at all nine, and uh, he was keeping in touch the whole time. Yeah, Lewis uh, looked like a little goblin in the corner during this entire show, just standing there with his little hood up, uh, like he was like a little goblin undertaker or something. And then I, I saw that bald-headed goof bagelmonger. <laughs> he was there. He was loving it. He moved around the whole night, the whole uh, three days. I watched where he was sitting. I sent him some texts here and there. Um, but yeah, he uh, there were there were definitely a handful of people who bought that three-day package and, and took full advantage of it. This show was yeah, very yeah, long. Lewis just <laughs> lived at the venue for those three days. He sure did. <laughs> he lived behind the bar for three days. Yeah, he just had a little uh, little tent set up in the corner. <laughs> Should have yeah, knocked it over and set it on fire and pissed on it. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> take it <laughs> easy. Seriously, take it easy. Oh, That's what we do to trolls. <laughs> <sighs> 
right. So the first hour was simulcast on YouTube as a pre-show, and there was no mention of there being a pre-show until this started. Uh, maybe yeah. after, maybe when it's the ninth show out of nine and three days in the same venue, maybe you don't need a pre-show. Just throwing that out there. Or give people a heads up and say this is not the actual. Just don't. Just say listen. Or even even uh, the way it was recorded, it was recorded straight through as one show, so it made it very yeah. difficult. Yeah. Yeah, well, is, it, is it bad when you almost fall asleep during the third match on the pre-show? Because three that, matches that in, happened. you should only have, yeah, three matches in, you should only have like six left in a show this big, and instead, three matches in, you had like fourteen left. <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. already falling asleep, so it was not very good. Oh so man, yeah, we'll we'll get into that third match when we get there. Let's get let's start with the first match up here. Rick, uh, one look advertised as being part of the main show, and it mm-hmm. opened the pre-show. Trisha Dore taking on Jody Threat. Okay. I, one thing I one thing I've always said about Beyond Show, I I get some people like it. I'm not a fan of everybody be all the fans like being up against the ring apron like that, especially when you know they're going to the floor at various points during the show. Like back off. Yeah, it got. It, but what I noticed about this one was they only let them stay on one side, and then the side where everybody comes in from the ring was open and there were seats. So they only did like standing room around the ring to the to the camera side. I, I mean, I, I, I still don't like, I, I still don't like that. Like there, I get, I get, you don't want to necessarily do guardrail because a cocked or what, or whatever, but at least like pretend there's a, a barrier there between the ring and the crowd. Yeah. Like even, even, even most concert, like there's going to be a gap between the first row of fans and stage. Like, yeah, even, even a lot of concert, you don't have people to cram up against the stage like that. So, I mean, that was very, very pro wrestling gorilla, right? PWG just uh, you could get close to the ring like that, but they still, for the most part, stayed in their seats, so that wasn't terrible. Uh, yeah, and I, well, and I, I know, was, yeah, sorry, I know not everybody agrees with me on that. I feel a lot of people like uh, like like that atmosphere of it. I I don't like it personal. I say fuck it. Put yourself in some danger. <laughs> live, you your, know what? live life on the edge. I mean, for certain matches, it's a cool visual. I think for this one, you didn't need it. Um, you know, Jody Threat and Trisha Dora both seasoned professionals so i thought it was a very uh i I definitely thought it was a very um entertaining entertaining opening and yes it probably should have been the first match of the actual card (laughs) it's it's weird this was on the pre-show yep yeah i was pretty shocked that it was on the pre-show i was even more shocked that they let jody threat win so good 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 match good way to open like even match up go about a and a half minute It it was fine good way to open from there, we have Channing Thomas with Kendi Bacabella. I'm sorry, with WWF Hall of Famer Kendi Bacabella taking on Fancy Ryan Clampney. Now, Thomas coming out with Kendi Bacabella, Coheed the Clear Heel, which makes Fancy Ryan Clampney the baby face. Yeah. Uh, I became a fan of Ryan Clancy at the Super 8 last year when I got the team in Perkin. I, I, li- I like the whole you know, old school 50, 50, 70, you know, record dynamic he's going with here. Yeah, yeah I, it was got- it was fine. Sidney Bacabella is is the man. Like I could watch him. I love when he when anytime I see him with the talent, you know that it's gonna be he's gonna piss somebody off. I love the wig. I love the the WWF uh, uh, Hall of Fame ring that he carries around. I, I just love the the whole thing. The guy's always been, you know, he's cash money when it comes to being a referee. Always, I mean, a a, a manager. Always. So. Anytime I see him, I know that he's he's picked the right guy to go out there with. I am not super impressed with Channing Thomas. I know they have some sort of feud going right now with I think it's uh uh with Alec Price, but uh I, I you know 
it, it, it was, it, he's great. So I could watch him any day. Yeah, Cindy Bacabella needs to bring his gun to ringside with him more often. <laughs> more, that's what we're, one of the things wrestling needs is more guns. Yeah, <laughs> more firearms and pro wrestling. More, <laughs> more managers threatening others with firearms. Is that sure. way, is that is that what you? Because we kind of gloss on on the phone calls. Is that what your prediction for twenty twenty three is? Yeah, that's, I want I want more guns <laughs> uh, being wielded by managers uh, at wrestling shows. I want more femboys in wrestling. Uh, Marcy, so the, I am I am all with you on that one. You can't control the ones you got now, right? Uh, uh, uh. You can't you handle Kid <laughs> Bandit first, and then we'll talk. That's not my responsibility. That is, I'm making it your responsibility, Marcy. Well, you need to handle Kid Bandit, rein rein her in, and then we'll talk. That's not fair. <laughs> I just want I just want more fem boys. Okay, why can't you let me have what I want? Mark, Marcy, you have a platform. You can, you can, we can will this to happen. We've done it in other areas. Localize all the fat boys to Marcy's <laughs> apartment. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, all right. Well, we get a lot of action crammed in the kick and a half minute here. Clanky got one of the best drop kicks in the business right now. Like he almost went too high throwing a drop kick on Tomic. Oh, really nicely done. Kenny Bacabella knocked Clanky off the top rope with a broom, which allowed Tomic to the pile driver for the pin. Good pile driver, too. Yeah. And yep. after the match, Bacabella cuts the promo regarding the Cheney Tomic Alec Prey one hour Iron Man match that is going to be on this week's wrestling open. That just made me not oh. want to tune in, even though I love Alec Price. <laughs> I'm wondering what are they doing? They, the whole show is so you're going to, so because people paid it to go on Thursday nights, they're going just for that match. It's an hour and that's that. That's the whole show. Now, generally, what the wrestling open shows are. They're, they don't usually announce the matches until the day before if they announce them at all. They're usually 10-minute time limit from main event 20, and they usually go like in the two-and-a-half-hour range. I'm willing to bet you're going to have five or six matches before the Ironman match. They'll all be in that 10-minute range, and, okay. then you'll have, and then you'll have that Ironman match going on probably like a wrestling open starts about 7.30. You'll probably have that Ironman match going on probably around 9 would be my guess. Huh. Maybe I'll, put, I'll catch some of that. I got a good hour to go for that so I can – Jump in any time within that hour. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll correct myself. Wrestling open start at eight. Probably nine thirty would be between nine yeah. and nine thirty. Probably you still get yeah. a good half hour there. Yeah, still got time. Grab a sandwich. Come back. Yep. At that hour, you're gonna have a sandwich. <laughs> I ate two ribs before we went on the air. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a really bad habit of eating right before bed. And I know I shouldn't do that, but that's generally when I'm hungry. So, uh, go from there. We go to match number three. Wake up, Charlie Butters. It's match number three time. <laughs> uh, honestly, Butters, if you actually did fall asleep there in this match, consider yourself lucky. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it is LMK Bachelorette Party. Teddy Good and Little Mean Kathleen taking on the tender weapon and Love Doug. I'm Ron, guessing it's at his from- tender weapon. Love Doug's tender weapon. So it's his tender weapon. Oh, whatever. And no. I'm I'm very positive we know exactly who was under that mask. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, because we've seen him under we've seen him under a mask at AIW. Yeah, I was definitely getting some romantic touch vibe with it. I was gonna say you and I both think it was Red Titus, right? For sure, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it, he was bad enough that it had to be Red Titus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess at some point, Love Doug and Little Mean Kathleen got engaged during the weekend. If I understood commentary correctly, I didn't care enough to, re- to double check and find out. 
But this this is the bachelorette party. Why is he at the bachelorette party? It's a tag team match for some reason, even though it's a bachelorette party. And they're uh, there, on there opposite like, side of the tag team match, which yeah. is what threw me off. It, it's like Teddy Good well, and Kathleen have matching gear, but they're not the couple. I have no idea what the fuck's going on. They're a tag team. Teddy Good's and Little Mean Kathleen. That's why. They're a tag team normally. They're a tag they, team they on They fucked on around Beyond. for like five minutes before this match started. And it wasn't yeah. like anything specific. And then I almost yeah, fell no. asleep after this match started. I almost fell asleep. I woke up I, at the end. And that was okay, it. Now, I, I will give kudos, though. I thought the commentators were very good through the whole show. I like both of them a lot. Yeah, commentary was good through the whole show. They were fine. I didn't yep, have any yeah. complaints. I really didn't notice them, which meant that I had zero complaints for them. So, And the sound was right, like the mixing. They got that all kind of figured out for the entire weekend, I think, uh, unlike some of the GCW stuff that weekend, too, which was horrendous. But the uh, the the shows, the rest of the shows all had really good sound mixing, and it, and it worked out. The cameras were good. I am going to say that Cage Match had a link for who they say Tender Weapon was, and they're saying it's not Reptitus. <laughs> Obviously. I don't yeah, know. If- they should be ashamed of themselves that they were just compared to Reptitus. Do better. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to reveal who Cage Match it was, but I don't want to bury the guy. I like the guy. But Yeah, we all know who it was. Sure we do. You got a bit of brown on your nose, Jayhawk. <laughs> I'm just just being honest. I don't want to bury somebody I like if I can avoid it. There's plenty of people I don't like to bury. Got a little, anyway, so, got a little sauce on your chin, Jayhawk. <laughs> well, now I have to look it up. Oh, Marcus, you don't know? All right, we'll got a little bit of gabagool on his chin, you know. <laughs> All right, so, but the, okay, so I I'm I know we have some lady who listened to the show. Could somebody please get in touch with me and let me know? Do fights normally break out at bachelorette parties? Because I've never been to one, and they generally don't break out in bachelor parties unless everybody gets really freaking drunk at the bar. I hope they do. I'd like to hope they do. All right, so we have. I think it's funny that he thinks women listen to the show. (laughs) I mean, I'm on it. I barely do. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's fair. Exactly. Thanks a lot, Marcy. (laughs) But this match, this match is pretty much completely played for comedy. Really? <laughs> it was comedy? I didn't what say was what, I supposed I didn't to say laugh? I didn't say it was good comedy. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Tender Weapon, Quivel Kit Kip, and LMK Cream, <sighs> No, I'm Engaged. There's a four-way revert cut, which leads to a four-way prompo. Yeah, I do these remember all people, that. These are all people in their 20s and 30s doing a prompo. Yeah. They they At one at one point, Tender Weapon grabbed one of the cameras, and he used it like a kiss cam. And he tried to kiss Teddy Good, which is pretty much the only funny part of the match. Teddy Good going, uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> At this point, I stopped caring until the finish, which was Love Doug pinning LMK with a lariat at six minutes and 29 seconds. And that's apparently enough to end the engagement. It was a pretty good lariat, though. It was a good lariat. But, like, literally, you're on opposite team. He's supposed to try to win the match. If that's enough to end your engagement, why'd you get engaged with him in the first play? This match needed more Pimp Daddy Apple Cinnamon is what this match needed. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Pimp Daddy Apple Cinnamon would have came out during the middle of this match, I'd have been fucking hooked. This would have got five stars. I would have got 10 in the Tokyo Dome, uh, but no, no Pimp Daddy Apple Cinnamon. So that, that's why it's a pre-show match. So saving, saving the big star for, you know, a later date, I guess. And, and just for clarification, kick the time for the first three matches, bell to bell. Six minutes and 28 seconds. Six minutes and 29 seconds. Six minutes and 29 seconds. Mm. 
The stuff that's supposed to be predetermined, and I'm and I'm trying to figure out how they pulled that off. I'm just glad it wasn't longer than six minutes and twenty nine seconds. Uh, agreed. All right. From there, we have Gabriel Sky against Ryan Galeon. Couldn't couldn't care about a match less. To be you, honest, you mean you I mean feel Luke so Gallows' little buddy. brother? That's just little Luke he's Gallows right dude. there. He's little Luke Gallows yeah. with like, I, zero personality. He's a big dude, and I and he's from uh uh and he's from New York, and Gabriel Sky's from Long Island. Good for them. That's about as much as I was able to. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> I I actually I actually didn't mind this match that much. Yeah, yeah. Galleon got the guy can power advantage. Guy has the speed and agility advantage. That's the story of the match. Mm. Ducking over, ducking over. Dick, welcome. The crowd liked it a lot more than I did. The crowd chanting this match fucked like three minutes in. It was fine at that point. The very very low standard for fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they're in Massachusetts. What do you really expect? Yeah, <laughs> the, this was show. No, this was show number hey. nine. As someone that has previously lived there can confirm. Also, yeah. also, Lewis was in the crowd, so I mean, yeah, I, the, 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 the show number nine that could like catching the L train uh, at three o'clock in the morning, like yeah, right. didn't get at that point. It's riding the seven local on the way home from the Mets game at twelve o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gillian hit a springboard flip for three, which I don't understand how that was a finish. Uh, it was surprising for a big guy, but uh, that's not a finish that makes any fucking sense. Well, how would you want three or four destroyers before they before he was pinned? Or no, you he's, okay if he's if he's hope. such a big guy and he's so big and strong and powerful, a power slam bomb, a choke slam, a fucking slam off the top rope. Not him doing a fucking flip off the top rope. That's fucking stupid. What if he took him up for a power bomb? Then he did a flip into the power bomb. So that would flip, be cool. But he's still powerful. Yeah. Then fine, Powerful but he didn't bomb. fucking do that, and he probably couldn't he fucking do that. But what if he did? <laughs> this is the part where I actually like the finish. I thought it was, I thought the finish was impressive, especially for a guy that high. But... Shut the fuck up, Jared. What? <laughs> Why are you swearing at Jared? Stop it. Uh... You're canceled. Get off my show. Oh, <laughs> uh, Summers is right. You're gonna go. Uh, you're gonna <laughs> storm off the show already. <laughs> <laughs> Coming predict me to get fired from my own show, but anyway, he's the anchor to the show, which means he's just been fucking dragging us down the whole time. <laughs> oh, I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> yeah, that that honestly goes to you, Josh. That's, that's, oh that's, shit! <laughs> hey, oh, oh my god, it's that kind of night. All right, yeah. bird. <laughs> Okay, final pre-show match: Dan Barry against this, Aaron Rourke. This is I the like fifth, when da- this is the fifth pre-show match, by the way. Right? Yeah, like, correct. I like when Dan Barry actually wrestles. I like when he doesn't do comedy. The show is good. This match is good. And Aaron, you're yeah, the guy Rourke that's awesome. actually really good at doing comedy. Didn't do fucking comedy on the wrestling show. <laughs> he, didn't he did comedy all comedy weekend. In. He did comedy all weekend. He was not on the show that food. I fucking watched. Not on the one <laughs> that's, I watched. That's, that's the what one matters. that matters. Josh, that's what matters. The one I watched, and there was none. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> what, what was I the know, finish? Aaron Rourke was painted like a whore. It made no sense. This match that's was how bullshit. Aaron that's what he does. That's a pre-show. He's a painted whore. Throw <laughs> the credit. We're not topping that. <laughs> oh, God. Heavy lies the crown on King Butters right now. <laughs> then we got to go to this main show. We got a character what? named Ichiban. Are you fucking Wait, really? kidding me? 
We haven't even no, gotten no. to the main show yet. We took that. Oh. Well, so you knew it was the main show, right? Marcy and I were just talking about this while we took that little break. Um, they they posted like a picture of the Beyond logo, right? To almost make it like they're transitioning into the main show. Yeah. That's the only way anybody would have known that it went into the actual show. I just looked at the time that I see. It should have been Pyro in the ring. (laughs) And it should have burnt the building down. And then we wouldn't (laughs) have had to watch this fucking show. Uh, Okay. They all can't be winners, but I I didn't find this to be a bad show. It's just long. It's a slog. We got to get through some of these. Some of these matches are really good. And some uh, and some needed a little bit of a a little bit of a wrap it up, bring it home type of ref like Jayhawk would do. Some existed, right? And Again, Ichiban, Ichiban, these matches Ichiban, would have been way better if there was a manager at ringside with a handgun, just <laughs> making sure these matches were good. You're over well, so time, I, motherfucker! Bam, bam, bam. So Ichiban, I don't get to be well, honest. Before we get to Ichiban, Aaron York pinned Dan Barry in eight forty two. There you go. Me, that's not a thing that no, nobody remembers show. that. That's not a thing that happened. Let's let's continue on. <laughs> Ichiban and Anthony Henry opened the main show. Go ahead, Jay Gold. I don't get the Ichiban. I've seen him a million times. I don't get the Ichiban gimmick. Um, but he had Ichiban, a very, number, very yeah, Ichiban number, number one, one. I get it. Yeah. And he had a very successful rest of a weekend. But uh Anthony Henry was probably the MVP of the entire weekend of Restable, and he came out and just brought it every single match. He was just beating the shit out of people. And uh, and as my as our pal uh, Bengalmonger was texting me, just to see him beat the shit out of people in every single show was worth the, worth the price of admission. He was absolutely the star of Rest of the Weekend. We should have Bengalmonger on instead of Josh. I don't understand the, the hostility, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. I mean, yeah. if you're just going to quote what he said all, all for, for everything. I'm just, like, I'm just telling you what the, what the universe is saying. <laughs> I'm telling you what the universe is putting out there. We could have had like, a man in the, in the crowd. Yeah, <laughs> next time, because he goes to all that shit. He loves that stuff. Jared, you okay? You look, uh, you're, you're looking concerned here. We, we yeah, threw them off. Yeah, I, I'm just waiting for people to calm down a little bit. We maybe talk about <laughs> wrestling. Nobody wants to I'm, hear us talk about wrestling. They just want us to make fun of people. That's what we're doing today. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. So they're, they're basically Ichiban is like their little underdog character that they're, you know, raw rawing around. And, you know, he did it. He did it. <laughs> what he's like, he's like Eli. at the end of the show. We he's did like, it. No, we he's like it. Eli from that rap battle. He did it. Real ones know what I'm talking about. Uh huh. Jared gave up. I've, I've tapped Jared out already. It's not even, the, <laughs> it's not even my, the full first episode back and he's done. We're not even halfway through the fucking review yet. Marcy, uh, I'm going to need you to pass me whatever it is you're smoking so generously on I'm the screen a, uh, so that I can have some so that uh, I can make it through the rest of this review. I'm a good Christian girl. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about either. That's a lie, Marcy, because I've seen your tits on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody can a trick on Twitter. That's not fair. What is happening here? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Christian girls don't put their tits on Twitter, Marcy. Stop lying to me right now. <laughs> oh, Lord. I thought that was a fun match. And she bought an Anthony Henry. Yeah, hmm. I did too. <laughs> I don't even know what we're bothering at the time. God. <laughs> and, and Henry go for a pile driver. Ichiban counter into a jackknife pin for the win. Eight minutes and thirty-two seconds. There's some which good, was surprising. Yep. Yeah, there's some good stuff here. Ichiban did a comeback with a springboard DDT in the ring. Did a tope and a swing DDT on the floor. 
Henry had a brain buster for a near fall before that. But there's some good stuff in here. Yeah. So before we get to our next matchup, we do have the presentation of the IWTV 2022 Record of the Year. It is a tie between Speedball Mike Bailey and Alec Price. Alec Price comes out and he pits that it was a tie. And Mike Bailey's not, th- uh, not there that weekend to accept his half of the award. This show is long enough without the award presentation and the speeches. Yep. Uh, there was a place for them that I will get to a little bit later. Where they, where I, they, they would have worked a lot better if you had to do them on this show. Oh, yeah, during the intermission period that they did? Yes. Okay. Anyway, well, let's get to the next match. Next match, Andy Brown taking on Eel O'Neill. Uh, I need to get me a Thick Daddy shirt. <laughs> that's my only uh, It's my only note on this other than the finish. I need a Thick Daddy shirt. I think we all need one. For sure. I mean, that wouldn't do me any good, but, you know. <laughs> O'Neal controls early until the match hits the floor, and then O'Neal ends up hitting the ring post. You could give it to your son. It'd be, it'd be great. He could wear that to school. <laughs> that, actually, that actually wouldn't be actually wouldn't be bad at that point. But Hell yeah. Uh, so getting all the bitches. He ate. He'd be getting all the bitches at eight. Grab can control oh, most of the match. You go to you could chair, but Rick Valentine grabs it from behind. Did enough of instruction for O'Neal to get back in the match. That's playing off something from earlier in the weekend. Uh, O'Neal ends up getting a commission win with a version of a leg lock in kick 31 after he worked on the knee for a good portion of the match. This was fine. If this wasn't on the card, it wouldn't have broken my heart. But it was fine. From there, we go to the presentation for the IWTV 2022 match of the year. And I shit you not. Cruel versus Mickey Knuckles versus Kadika versus Schlack from IKW No Hope Bard. Are you fucking kidding me? Who voted for this to, shit? That had to be vote, vote bomb. That. Yeah, that had to be vote bomb. Like when a good movie goes up on Rotten Tomatoes and everybody kills it. It had to be. They had to be like, look at this gimmick. How how can we make this ridiculous? Well, what are the other nominations? I there were a lot remember. of good matches on there. Alex Shelley and Aki Mac, I think, was one of them. And that was a much better fucking match in this. Yep. Yeah, kind of, yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not buying into it. No, I, I get it. I completely get it. I didn't get it myself. I don't know what they were trying to prove uh, by making that the match of the year, but whatever, you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I call bullshit on that voting. Adam Preet comes out and grabs the and grabs the award for some reason. The, uh, yep. the real match of the year is wings in my mouth. Wings! World Championship Wings. Woo! Legendary flavors. What is this gimmick nonsense? Let's go. Keep your your sound machine off. We're we're right in the middle of this thing here. I'm trying to to pop the ratings. I'm trying to pop the ratings, obviously. Nobody cares about any of this. I'm going to pop these ratings. What do we got next, Hawk? Was uh, Was that the Rex Lawless match? Rex Lawless against Big Bacon Brad Hollister. And that is my favorite wrestling nickname ever, Big Bacon. Yeah, another match I didn't. I, I honestly didn't need. I it, I get they want to get a lot of people on this card, but an unnecessary. Rex Loss is impressive looking. He's great. He's fine in the ring. I you know was what it was. An avalanche suplex was the finish in this match. Yeah, that's all yeah, you got to Hol- say about it. Yeah, yeah Hol- Hollister gained the win with that suplex in eight twenty eight. So this is, it- so wait, this isn't the pre show anymore. We're out. We're out of the pre show. No, yeah, this is still the pre show, from my oh, understanding. Still- <laughs> <laughs> Technically, uh, f- supposedly, the with the main show. Okay, uh, just want to make sure. 
Yeah, there was a yeah, there was a neat spot where Hollister's on the outside, Lawless and Teak and the Tope Suicida. Hollister looked like he couldn't counter with the elbow, and Lawless and Teak could come in and stop short before then completing the dive. But that was neat. Uh, Lawless hit a spinebuster bomb, riding bomb, whatever you want to call it. Pro- got the what possibly the cloak and fall finish in the history of professional wrestling. The referee clearly did not hit three, but everybody in the building thought he did. I thought he hit three. Looked like three to me. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it was three, but the show was very fucking long. <laughs> we go from there to probably my favorite match of the entire show, and probably and probably about where I was starting to tap out at, at, at this point. Davy Richard taking on Hot Sauce Tracy Williams. I thought I thought Hot Sauce uh, his gear was very was was not his normal black tights in this match. He wore those fighting shorts. Maybe because those other tights were unavailable. If you know, you know. It was laundry weekend. Exactly. Can't wear them more than once. I mean, that's just the way it goes, Butters. <laughs> yeah, it was a good match. It was fine. Honestly, I, I'm, I, I think Tracy, Tracy Williams is, uh, is a good talent. I think Davey Richards always looks TV ready. always looks good. Um, I was surprised with the finish. And, uh, and yeah, I, I didn't think I didn't like it as much as you did. There were a few others at the end here that I liked better. No, I, uh, I, I thought that I thought they could find that you this is a more of a technical match. You had Williams kind of, uh, killing a knee injury, Richard killing a shoulder injury. Both guys are working on the respective injury. This was yeah. the, this was the first match in the card where it felt like things actually picked up. Yeah. Like, like this match felt important. It felt like it mattered. It was a good wrestling match. There was nothing silly out of it. Everything made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Tricky Williams got the commission win with a cross fake in 1549. Yeah. I loved it. That was fun. And speaking of fun, I'm not going to necessarily call this a good match, but that was fun. Warhawk against Bobby Orlando. That is my, he is one of my top five indie wrestlers, is Bobby Orlando. Love the dude. I, Warhorse, I think is, is whatever. Bobby Orlando, I love. And the fans eat him up up there. They love seeing him at those shows and, and good on him. He had a really nice weekend too. He wrestled in, in a bunch of those shows. Uh, and he, and he always, he always has a good, good, uh, a good showing for himself. So good on Bobby Orlando. Uh, Warhorse is trying to get that Slim Jim sponsorship. So he showed up wearing the red and yellow Macho Man getup. So dumb. So dumb. And then he immediately turned heel by hitting Bobby Orlando with Bobby Jr. Then kicking Bobby Jr. into the crowd. That, that, that pissed off the crowd. Bobby Jr. did nothing wrong. Nope. Yeah, and then he, then he threw Bobby Jr. all the way to the back of the building while the crowd chanted, you kick fuck. The crowd made this match entertaining. Yeah, they were, good. they were a good crowd. They were into all of it. They didn't get tired like, like the people at home. Yeah, to, to, like to, to taunt Warhorse, the crowd chanted, Warhorse loves pain anger. Fucking great. I love it. <laughs> and for those of you who may not be aware, because we're talking 22 years, uh, 22 year old album at the point, Kane Anger was a Metallica album that everybody pretty much went, okay, Metallica doesn't have it anymore. The album stuck. It was more sound like he was playing on uh, trash cans. Yeah. Orlando picked up a win with a cutter in 11 07, which I have to consider at least a minor upset with Warhawk, a former IWTV champion. And the crowd responds to the win by chanting, Bob Rule Gas. And he's your mom. Yes, I mean, Warhorse got beat by your mom. Correct. I knew she could do it. <laughs> All right. We, from there, we've got the lady in action. It is Willow Nightingale taking on independent wrestling Hall of Famer Lufisto. Uh, uh, Lufisto had a nice showing, too, this weekend. She was on a whole bunch of uh, uh, cards. And, uh, and Lufisto, anytime she's out there, after seeing her wrestle Thorn, I always say, I've always said, you know, I take her very seriously. I'm a big fan of Lufisto. And Willow is just... She, her, by the way, 
she's starting to get into really good shape. She looks TV like set every time I see her now. I am very impressed with Willow Nightingale, how far she's come. And Lufisto is just a, a, a professional. So I did. I enjoyed this match. I had no problems with it. Should have been earlier because it should have had less matches on the card. But, you know. No, yeah, two good everything, wo- <clears throat> everything about Willow is great. Love her. Yeah. Two good women matches on this card. The Jody Thread Trisha Dore match and this one were both great. There was no reason they couldn't have been on a three-hour show instead of a four and a half. Okay. And when I... When people question on Twitter, why not going to AEW have more women's matches on Dynamite? When was the last time Dynamite had a women's match that could good at either one of the women's matches on this card? That's your anchor. I'm sorry. Yep. Willow gets the pin with the Dr. Bomb in 1447. Dr. Bomb is an underappreciated finish, too. Yes. It so is. We get a little pre-tape promo from the Miracle Generation regarding the finals of the IWTV Tag Team Tournament, which is next. Miracle Generation taking on Violent Kids Forever. Uh, before we get into this one, Matt Tremont is the IWTV champion for Come Rankin. That was really the best option they had. It's, I mean, we've talked about it, right? A bunch of different groups. Be, Price has got to yeah. be the next one. Like that's Right, but I think the reason they put it on Tremont is because the with, uh, and I think uh, Tom Green, we talked about it in the Discord, uh, with all the people with AEW now letting Regal go back to WWE, I think he, he mentioned something like WWE is going to be looking more at the indie guys. You're going to want people who are going to stick around for a while. And I think Tremont, you know, he's the safest choice right now without being scooped up by the big companies. Cause you never know when like, you're going to have an issue, you know, Lee Moriarty or Wheeler or one of those guys who are going to disappear for good off the indies. So you're going to put it with somebody who honestly is not going to go, you know, to the big shows right now. So it makes sense. It's not fun to watch. If you ask me, um, I really am not. I do not enjoy a million death matches, especially for a major title. It, you know, keep that, keep that as something special, but um, you know, that's what you're going to get. So get ready for a lot of them. <laughs> We're getting into the IWTV tag team title tournament final. Go violent can forever come out carrying Dustin Waller out. They've already beaten him up in the back and they continue to beat him down until Kylon King makes the cave. And it looks like it's going to be a forfeit victory, but Kane the Kike is going to go it alone, and he got a bum shoulder like it is. So it's basically two on a half for most of the match. Yep. And I'm going to say, I, I like the match. I like the story they were telling. I, I love Dom and Koo. This match was too long for the story they were telling. There is no way a handicap match where the guy who already handicapped and injured needs to go mm-hmm. 11 minutes and 29 seconds. I mean, I think they were trying to kill time and they were also trying to make it, you know, get the people's money's worth for a match of this that was supposed to be of this magnitude. You know, it was supposed to be the championship. And unfortunately, they, you know, they got robbed of it by the injury. So and you can tell the same story in seven minutes. It didn't need 11. I agree. It could have been. They could. Have, they, yeah. 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 Waller double out the ring side. The entire locker room is trying to stop him. That distraction gives King one more comeback, but at this time, a, the second cheeking the dragon of the match finishes him off in 11 minutes and 29 seconds. The right team won over, best team in independent wrestling, win the IWTV tag team title. Absolutely the right call. Yeah. After, after the match, they are given their award for IWTV tag team of the year. That's the fourth straight year they've won. Some idiot threw a drink at Violent Kids Forever during their speech and actually out get very close getting into the ring before they finally pull him out and, get, and kick him out of the building. I they were... Yeah, they were waiting for him. That, I was yeah. hoping he, I was hoping he'd make it into the ring. Did you see the this the they they were just licking their chops like oh yeah like who was right re- who was inviting him in so Dom could 
positively murdered the other person. Yeah. And then they, they walked that dude out and he looked hammered and it pissed everyone else off in the crowd. Good on the crowd too, because they were, they were not like, they weren't like following like GCW where a guy will throw one in and then you get like 90 of them. They were like, no, don't do that. You know, and, and it made for a, you know, good to good for the crowd. That's the best you could do there. And the, and the thing is, it's the night show of a three day weekend. You know, that's one of the guys that was there for all nine shows and was drinking the entire weekend. Oh, or he was just one of the guys in the area because I hadn't seen that dude, just a drunk mess, you know, just sitting there because there weren't that many people who were throwing that kind of, you know, like as that inebriated if you watch those shows. So, I mean, that dude, who knows? He it might was have Josh. He's a plant. It was Josh. <laughs> he was a plant. Yeah. If Dom listens, I was trying to mess you up, Dom. I was throwing beers at you, and hopefully, you know, I, I was hoping it hit you in the face. <laughs> he admits to it. That's basically proof. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But one could get one everything cuddled down. The challenge is made. Violent Forever challenging FTR. And please, Tony Khan, allow that match to happen because that's a road trip type of match. I want to see it. Well, what's amazing is those fans, you know, Violence is Forever are not heels everywhere. And they made them heels real fast. And, and the, the Miracle Generation guys, you know, his, his in distress, you know, being injured in distress type of face was a, a really, you know, he played that perfectly. Everybody wanted to kill Violence is Forever for that. So, you know, good on the Beyond fans for, for switching it up a little bit. And good on Violence is Forever for, you know, playing into the heel a little bit. It was great. And there's still three more matches on the card. <laughs> we have Platinum Max Caster taking on JD Drake. And before the match even starts, they have a rap battle that takes like five minutes. <laughs> Add and, 10. There you go. They go and, back multiple times. Yeah. And honestly, if this would have been a two minute match after the rap battle, I would have been perfectly okay with it. But the rap battle stuff was good. JD, Day, yeah. JD Drake, surprisingly. He definitely had a ghost rider. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's probably it's probably Matt Catter for being honest about it, but the match itself is match itself is fine. It's way again, it's way too long. We're at this point, we're at the three and a half hour mark. The crowd is starting to get tired. I'm getting tired at home, and now we're in that point of the show where every match has to go 15 minutes. No, it doesn't tighten shit up. Exhaust show exhaustion is a very real thing. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, they're they're I mean, they're good stuff here. They fight in the crowd, fight throughout the building. Caster taking a chair shot when they're afraid to get the chair out of the ring. Caster, you get the, the AEW tag team title belt for a near fall. Get the mic drop for a near fall. Drake gets everyone near fall, including one after a nice looking moon call. Eventually, Caster kicks Drake below the belt, hits the springboard drop kick, then the mic drop for the pin. 15 minutes and 22 seconds. Again, this was fine. It was too long for the story they were telling, too late into the show. But it. it was all made up by the next match that was only five minutes long, and it was worth it. <laughs> Yeah, and I this one I this, I expected this one to go twenty minutes and when G could cry, but no, it was really short. It is the yeah, thumbtack match. I was gonna say there could not have been a match I wanted to see less than this <laughs> fucking match. <laughs> you know, these aren't your two favorites. Oh Lord, I, I tell was, me how much you love Atticus Kogar and Slade. <laughs> I heard you, you want to get suspenders just like him. You and you all, <laughs> and you. We broke him. Uh, we are going to lose Jay Gold. Slade. I do not get the appeal. Uh, you lost me? Yeah. Oh, you you're back now. You're back. Uh, I don't know what just happened. I saw my uh, my internet go down for a second. I apologize. He got so angry, um, he broke the internet. <laughs> yeah. That's my job, dude. F- shit. 
I, I will say to you, I do not understand the the uh, uh, appeal of Slade and Atticus Kogar fucking blows. So whatever. <laughs> AI dub. That's what I say. Fuck Atticus Kogar. <laughs> Atticus Kogar was added Beth like a robot. Let's be honest. Yep. More charisma. Yeah, that was the Remember most- when he was a robot and he had the accent? That was sick. When he had all that charisma. <laughs> that's the most, that's the most disappear- disappointing reveal ever. Man, if he still <laughs> shot rockets out of his hands. Yeah, the lasers. He'd be the best wrestler. <laughs> okay, go. It's a thumbtack match. Can we expect thumbtack? But they had a pyramid of kinder block up in the corner of the ring from come ring. How long do you think yeah, that I didn't took get to that. set up? It could have taken that long. It's like they didn't kill a lot of time between the two matches. I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't understand. I thought it was a thumbtack match. I figured there'd be thumbtacks just everywhere, in every little corner, everywhere. Instead, there was all sorts of shit in the ring. It just is a regular hardcore match with some thumbtacks. It's okay. It didn't last long. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, mean and, I mean, in the opening minute, they're hitting each other with a brick covered in thumbtack. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. Less than a minute. In, less than a minute in, they're already going to that. The match goes four minutes and forty-seven seconds. Added Kogar locking a rear naked choke and just stabbed Clay with a bunch of skewers until the referee stopped it. And then we go to our intermission. We are four hours into this show. We're going to go to intermission. <laughs> Now, one, you got a four-hour goddamn show. Take the intermission halfway into the fucking show. That's the first thing. Two, I get what they were going for here. They wanted to make sure the main event started right at midnight so they could have the first match of the new year. And I kind of respect that, and I kind of get that. You could have started the show at 9 o'clock and killed that pre-show completely. That way, that way you're at the three-hour mark when that starts. That would have been perfectly fine. Two, if you have to take the intermission here, all the awards should have been done right here. Yeah. It would, that would have killed time, made it seem a lot more natural, rather than just taking an intermission at, at the four-hour mark of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they still did an award after the intermission. They came back from intermission with the IWTV 2022 Moment of the Year, which was Katie Kirk winning the American Deathmatch title for some reason. How about and this? She wasn't if, there, so if, I'm if you were, back out. Well, how about this? If you were going to do a a intermission. Why not, instead of doing the intermission before midnight, make the show later and shorter. Run a show at 10 o'clock. People are there anyway. They were obviously there from 8 o'clock to midnight. Run the, Start the show at 10 o'clock and then run it through to midnight. Why did you need to even have an intermission? The, the, midnight, the, the midnight show, the midnight match should have coincided with the end of the show. So instead of going four hours and a half, you could have went two hours and change and at midnight you would have had your match. Without a, a lazy intermission, yeah, like I got, like I got, I could even let, uh, I could even live with a nine o'clock start and that midnight match start at the three hour mark of a show, but three to three and a half hour get right in that sweet spot. I could have lived with that. The, the, yeah, especially that that did not need to be a four and a half hour show just to yeah. have that just to have that midnight match. Yep. Adam Freeth accepted the Moment of the Year award. Go, Adam Freeth took a two time IWTV 2022 award winner, even though he wasn't nominated for any of them. Good for yeah. him. It's, you know. That needs to be a gimmick for the rest of the year to carry around both plaques, like uh, a la Owen Hart in 1996. Just run with it. The main event that we finally get to, fan bring the weapon, Becca against Alec Price. Yeah, shout, I out, liked to, it. shout out to whoever brought the keg. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it. Very creative. A lot of really ridiculous weapons in there. They did a lot of ridiculous spots. I liked it. Um, I was all for it. That would have been great in a two and a half hour main event. At one at one point, Becca has a microphone that's covered in thumbtacks, and you can almost hear Clay and Atticus Kogar in the back going, "God damn it! Why didn't we think of that?" 
I like the uh, mace made out of shoes. I thought that yeah, was the brilliant. Shoe mace. Great. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, it, they still have not topped my all-time favorite weapon in one of these. I went to an independent show even before I got into the business that did one of these, and somebody brought a plastic Mr. T head from like the mid '80s. <laughs> this thing would go for like 150 bucks at Toy High right now, and it was just you took a random weapon at a at a wrestling show in like 2002. You love, uh, to I, see love it. It. I love it. I love it. I mean. And if, if you've seen a fan bring the weapon match, you've seen them all. Like, they're looking at a ton new to this one. Becca begging for mercy at the end of it. Prank appeared to give it to her before dropping with a tombstone onto a chair in 25 minutes and 39 seconds. So they not only forced the show to start, this match to start at midnight, but it didn't end until 1225. Fuck yeah. everyone's, everyone's drunk and having a good time by then. Yeah, I think yeah. I think people were genuinely happy there. They were very happy. Yeah, uh, uh, that's the one thing. Okay, I think a show like this work a lot better with that live crowd, especially when they've been there all weekend. And their whole point is they just want to drink and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Watching it's a different experience. Yeah, you watching think, it at home it's not the same experience. Do you think Lewis kissed somebody, or did he just kiss the ring post? When they rang in the new year. <laughs> Why are you being so mean to Lewis? I don't uh, understand. I, not that there's anything wrong with that, but there were not a ton of women in that crowd for Lewis to kiss. I'm just throwing that out there. I mean, you could kiss whoever. Nah. I don't know why he's being so mean to Lewis. I don't. I just don't get it. He can kiss my ass. <laughs> what in the world is going on here tonight? Oh shit! Yeah. After the match, because the show hasn't gone long enough at this point, that's where they announced that Alex Craig is the breakout star of the year. He started crying. I love that. He was genuinely emotional. And so, well, and he, I, I guess maybe because we could tie with people Mike Bailey. I mean, I kind of get it, but normally you would do the wrestler of the year last and the breakout star earlier in the night if you're going to split them up like this. Yeah. Especially if the same guy wins both of them. Yeah. But Price does get on the mic. He challenges Matt Tremont for the IWTV championship. And please, for the love of God, let that be a title change because we can start having IWTV matches that are not fucking death matches. Do it at Richfield Park. It's coming home with him. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah. He's the next logical answer, and he could probably go. He could. He could. Pro- he would probably be around for a while. I think he needs to add some muscle to his frame, um, and there's a few things he needs to work on. So before these big companies are going to grab him, so I think you'd get a nice extended run if Alec Price had the title. And that finally end the show at four and a half hours. And he yeah, could, he could bring the IWTV uh, belt back to AIW, and we could throw it in a river somewhere off a bridge. <laughs> They'll never let him come oh. to AIW like that if he's if he does that if he wins the belt and he'll hold up the fight the fight TV championship yeah dumps it in the trash pulls yeah. out the fight TV title yeah. now we're talking yeah <laughs> we literally had an AIW regular hold the IWTV championship and he showed up once with the belt and it was non-title like really and he lost yeah yeah he lost yep and they didn't want well, him to have the belt on him when he came out but he did it anyway so. Well, I give this show, if I could say, um, a thumbs three quarters of the way up. Like, it's not in the middle. It's almost a full <laughs> thumbs up. But the timing killed me. Killed me. Yeah, and I mean, I'll even say this. Like, the first half of this show, because the matches were kept fairly short, I was still feeling okay with the pacing until about match seven or eight. Once we hit that point where everything started going 15 minutes again at that point, that's where the show started dying for me. Yeah. <laughs> It was a thumbs in the middle for me. There's there's some good stuff, but it was just there's there's a lot to sit down and watch. Yeah, I mean I mean I've seen WrestleMania that were shorter than that. Like they've went too long they've went too long and that make it a thumb in the middle for me. 
yeah, the magic I like the magic I liked I really like. Don't get me wrong. Like David, me David Richard can David Richard can trick you Williams if it happened earlier in the year could have been a match of the year candidate. I I, I would I felt that strongly about that match, but it's it's in the middle it would get in the middle of a way too long card. I would yeah. have rather sneezed a running chainsaw on my cock than watch that again. That's <laughs> 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 an image I did not need at 1030 on Monday night. God damn it. Spicy. I like it. Yes. Beyond, you'll never get my money again. They never, oh, got, your money to, they never got your money to begin with. Shh, nobody knows oh, that. Come on. It's a secret. <laughs> actually, oh, they're Lord. not. Uh, actually, they didn't get your money. They got my money. <laughs> hey, don't be secret. giving away. Now they're going to shut you down. Why do you need to? We don't need to give away our secrets. Let's no, bleep no, that out, butter. Yeah, I will bleep that out. You shut your whore mouth, <laughs> Jayhawk. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Anyway. Beyond don't care. They got our money. I would have rather farted out a hive of bees than, than fucking <laughs> watch that show again. What the fuck? What is, what is wrong with you? My God. Con- controversial, <laughs> man. I love it. I like See, we bring We bring him on and then just the shit, just the shit explosion that Charlie Brothers we, brings with him. We needed an antagonizing energy, and this is what you brought. There we go. That ratings bump, you're gonna thank me later for it. So I'm for, look, I, I think we can harness this in the right way. I mean, yes. we, we got we got people calling in saying they love Marcy. We got people calling in just shit talking Josh. I think we need t-shirts that say like home office or HR. I think we really need to work on logos. I'm I'm gonna actually ask a friend of mine to put something together for us. God. I think that would be great. I mean, we need shirts for our executive positions as I'm the yeah. executive of Femboys. <laughs> Right. EVP of Femboys. EVP of Femboys. Yeah, we can make it happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to turn the whole cock chain call thing into a sponsorship. You know. We'll talk to the people at Steel. We'll see if they can put something together. You know, the blue chew handle, the blue chew handle cock chain call. Can we get them on board for that? <laughs> I got to go with that, uh, that pube chainsaw company. Oh, fucking uh, manscaping, manscape. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they could do something. The hedge with that. trimmers, you know. Right. Yep. Have you ever seen a hedge trimmer? You know how they got like the the spikes on either side. Can you imagine trying to sneeze one of those out of your dick. <laughs> the one that Casanova Valentine brings to the ring, or is that who's that? The, till, who's that? I've never oh. seen that person wrestle before in my life. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yo, that's he's, he's what never, are you talking about? He has never tried to talk shit to me over Twitter before ever. I like him as a person. He's a nice guy. Anyway, he could do something with that. He could do something with that dildo that he carries around. That's that's what I gotta fucking say about it. How do we how do we stop the home office from getting our show taken off the air tonight? Oh, follow me on Twitter and on Hive at Ref Jayhawk, Instagram at Jayhawk one five three nine, Twitch at Twitch TV forward slash Ref Jayhawk. Marky, what do you got? That hive of bees, man. Switching it up. Okay. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at EGLFanboy, voice spelled B O I. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash EGLFanboy. You can hear me on my other podcast, X Over. We have our episode of our top fives of the year that came out. So, yeah, it's for the end of the year, but we're in a new year. It's a new year, end of the year, top five. And you can see some nudity on RC's Twitter account. And, and eventually it's only going to be available on the OnlyFans where she will be in the top 0.9 whatever percent. I got to figure out a banner. That's the only thing keeping me from getting one. There you go. Hmm. Well, we can get JCP on it. We'll, hey. we'll make it work. <laughs> okay. You can find <laughs> me at, at jcole12 on the Twitter machine. Uh, if I could say thank you to all of our callers tonight, I can't wait to hear more. 
hope everybody calls in again next time you can bash home office or marcy or jayhawk somebody but me i mean i could take it and all but i'm too lovable for anyone to bash true that's the truth though marcy it is please rate review and subscribe wherever you listen to us and check out our twitter handle the iw guide one twitter handle don't forget about the merch store over at Brainbuster Tees. We are we do have the best logos in the game, thanks to the official graphic designer of IW Guide, JCP Designs. I also just bought a shirt from him. It was a Waffle House Street Fighter uh, mashup, and it's fucking awesome. Um, and hopefully we'll have some home office and some HR t-shirts made. Um, also, please listen to our podcast friends. RIP Pod Van Dam. We still love those guys that are going to be around. Uh, the Super Fantastic Podcast, if you catch my grip, the A-Show at odds with wrestling actually charlie butters our own home office on if you catch my griff the a show at odds with wrestling our very own marcy's x over the card is going to change and wrestling cheers our other friends as i mentioned before jcp designs pwponderings.com time capsule toys toy Ohio, big starks brand set tab photo and smoke and jay's barbecue the best barbecue in ohio uh that is what i got on this brand new year happy new year everybody and at the late great Bobby Brinkin in one head, don't yell at me. I'm not blind. Enjoy commitment uh-huh. to wrestling, everybody. You may still be watching this show. It still should still be on. And your foreskins <laughs> from Josh. Later. <laughs> <laughs>